Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, you're very welcome. Thanks for uh, joining us. Matt Williams and Shane Jennings are here to pick over round one of the Six Nations 2021. We have just come off air after talking Wales 21, Ireland 16. Massively disappointing result for Ireland. A lot of mitigating circumstances, though. This is a confusing picture to try and put together. How do we feel about this? It, it, it is. There's so much to admire about what Ireland did. But ultimately, the scoreboard <laughs> doesn't lie. I wish it did. But we lost an opening game that, on every front, we, I feel Ireland had the opportunity to win. You've got to give Wales credit. You know, they've, they've had a horrific 2020. They've, they've gone back to an old crew... And they delivered. And they had, they had their adversities to overcome too, you know, with, with injuries and so on, uh, during the game. But there were so many pluses for, for Ireland. But ultimately, that result is going to be really hard for them to overcome. Mm. It's making the pressure on facing France next week doubling. You know, that, that's the game that... The, the England and France games, the games we thought they, they could lose. They, can't, <laughs> they can lose, but they can't lose, if you know what I mean. If yeah. they lose next week... They're in real trouble for the, the overall competition. Well, it probably takes some of the excitement out of March 20th, it final does. day. It certainly does. Yeah. yeah. Biggest positive? Oh, I think individual play, the individuals that stood up, and for the, the patches of the game where they kept the ball in hand, mm. we saw them playing some really positive rugby that we haven't seen for, for many months. You know, since, since the, probably since they played Wales the last time in, in, in the... Uh, pre-pandemic days in, in 20, 2020. Mm. Uh, there was some really positive rugby, some really good lines, some good thinking. Uh, set play was good. You could see Paul O'Connell's hand all over the line out. Defensive line out was great. The mall was great. Uh, scrummaging was sensational. Uh, Johnny Fogarty could take their scrum coach, could take a bow. Lots and lots of pluses. And the individual, Keenan at fullback stood up. Robbie Henshaw... For, uh, furlong coming, you know, coming off the bench and put in a good turn. That's one Shane. thing, Matt, in fairness. Before the game, you said, we've got a strong bench. I wouldn't have probably had the same feeling of confidence about our bench. Yes, all good, but I thought every single one of them did exceptional. Yeah. I know we had Billy Burns, we had our issues and question marks over in terms of his accuracy, but generally speaking, Gibson Park looked good when he came on, threatened the line, yeah. sucked in defenders. The bench was really, really good. So that's a huge positive in terms of competition in the squad, like we talked about at the start, that we want and need. And now there's hopefully some headaches that the coaches have to make yeah. a few calls. We wondered beforehand how quickly Sorry. our new forwards coach could have an impact. Turns out quite quickly. Yeah, it's strange. And he doesn't deserve all the credit because there's a huge yeah. amount of work that's gone on before now. But a different voice and maybe just a different atmosphere can change things and it can work. And... Mm. Genuinely, I, I just think he will be so good, just in terms of his rugby intellect, his delivery, his communication style. I, I just It's easy said when you can only perceive what it's going to be like, but being a rugby coach seems pretty difficult. But I think he just has all the credentials. And like I said, I think he has the charisma to bring on players and to influence their behaviours. And I think you do see some of the actions today of how well it went. Jeepers, it was a real positive. Yeah, I agree, Jeremy. And we've got to understand that Paul's... A young coach, 
Look, he, he was a great player, an iconic player, one of Ireland's greatest ever players. You know, the best second rower since Willie John McBride. So, we, we got to, but we've got to keep him in perspective. As a coach, he's only had one year coaching. Mm. And I got great hope for Paul, and, and you know, he's a wonderful man, and I think it's a great appointment. But I think everyone out there's just got to realise, let's take baby steps for, for, for the sake of Paul. I felt sorry for him during the week mm. that he was the that everything's just going to change because Paul is back. He's not playing, he's in the stand. But we did see his influence out there. Mm. Now, we didn't win, but we saw his influence, which is, what, which is really what a coach... It's the only thing you can do as a coach. You can influence your players. Mm. 56 minutes. This is two minutes before the uh, Rees Zamet tried to put Wales 18-13 in front. Shane Jennings uh, screamed to himself in the studio, stop box-kicking. Uh, this was when Keith Earls gave away the penalty he contested and then a few months later Keith Earls kicked the ball out in the full. Um, when Ireland kept the ball, you thought they looked good. When Ireland kicked the ball away, I mean, I'm no expert, but I'm sensing from the stop box kicking cry you didn't like it. Yeah, I probably didn't say it as nicely as that as well. Just, just, <laughs> just because we saw at the very start of the game, first two kind of phases Ireland had, and when I say zigzag, it's kind of you hit up a, a ball and you go left, right, left, right, as in you don't go keep going around the corner. So there was a left, there was a right, there was a box kick. And we didn't capitalise from the box kick. So it may have been, we just gave the ball back to Wales. We did it a second time. We gave the ball back to Wales. But then after that, we held on to the ball and we looked good. We didn't, like I said, we didn't score every time. We didn't get a penalty every time. But we held the ball and we put the Wales team under pressure. We started the second half and we reverted to that the way we started. That. So we kind of immediately gave them possession. So you've got 14 lads who are working their backside off, trying to cover a hole because they're one man down in defence or whatever it may be around the pitch. It's a lot easier to have the ball, control the ball, keep the ball, rather than defend and give the opposition. So when you're making tackles and getting up off the ground, man, it's tiring. So we did that from about 40 minutes up until 52 or whenever it was. And we just gave, we said, oh, come on, Wales, you, you, you see what you can do. Yeah. Rather than, I just thought we had done so well with it, yeah. continue to do that, and then see if Wales would break. Like, you're, it's so delicate and it's fine margins that you're just saying, OK, we're going to put him under pressure, we're going to put, and he's going to crack. But if you don't put under pressure, if you don't put that fellow under pressure the whole time, you give him a release. And then they got field position, they got the opportunity mm. to uh, play with the ball more. It's bloody hard ch ch trying to tackle uh, George North, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we had a go at Henderson for not getting back in defence. But Henderson's a 19 stone, 19 stone man trying to get up off the ground two or three times, roll away from a tackle. So it's, it's difficult when you just... I just feel if we can hold on to the ball, yeah. we, can cause people, we can cause teams uh, challenges. And what's the logic of the zigzag? I don't know. Genuinely, I don't know. Have you ever played zigzag? Yes, I have. I went over to Argentina for my first cap with Eddie O'Sullivan and we did a zigzag literally to get the tar kicked out of us because we were playing Argentina in the World Cup in the pools and we were changing our complete strategy against them. So that was just... A, a rope a dope. Yeah, exactly. Whereas when you play zigzag, let's say, for instance, I carry up a ball. Yeah. I literally get up off the ground, come back, and the same fellow who tackled me is more than likely going to be there. And he's gone... Happy days. Mm. Run at me again. Whereas if you go around the corner and you get good rook ball, quick rook ball, those guys in the blind side have to make an effort to go around. Now, it's a huge challenge for the attacker as well. But if you have the mindset, I'm going to beat you around the corner, I'm going to beat you around the corner mm. and then come back, then you're looking for mismatches. You're looking for that proper second row who got up off the ground okay. and you want a Gary Ringrose there to do something with it. But the zigzag doesn't upset them as much as going around the corner. Not to me. Yeah. I don't know if I'm missing something, but not to me. The, the theory on a zigzag, and I've never... I wouldn't use it where it was, you, you, you split their line. 
So you make the defenders make a decision. They've got to go one way or the other. And you can then go to the backs where they've got a, a, a numerical superiority. They've got more numbers, more attackers and defenders. Okay. That's the theory. That's the theory. Usually it's done on a try line where you haven't got time to get three or four passes in. Now, what Ireland were trying to do with it there, it, it, you know, I wouldn't have used it there. But I'm, I'm with Geno on that. But the other part with it was they were using it to try and manipulate the, the back three, then kick to it. But our kicking was poor. So not only did we kick it away, and I'm, I'm totally agreeing with, with mm. what Shane's saying, but we kicked poorly. There was one box kick at the beginning of the second half where uh, Connor Murray, who, who I thought played very well during the game, but he did a poor box kick. Shane Williams marked it in the middle of his 22 with mm. absolutely no pressure. Like, we just, we just gave possession away when we are in their half. Uh, there, there were so many positives uh, in that Matt, game. Matt, that example was a really good example of it didn't seem like the right thing to do at yes. that moment in time. Yes. Whereas Conor Murray, I don't think, would have done that. But there, we, there was obviously a call there or was. a shout to yep. come in and do it. Yep. Now, the execution wasn't great. And I know we're not picking on Conor for it, but it was, I don't feel it was the right thing to do. And then the execution was poor, so it compounds it. Yes. Gives them the ball back, they settle down, and then they kick and get territory. And then they can regroup and start again as off a platform. So it's very difficult to do that when you give the team... Like a box kick, don't get me wrong, we always go give out about it when it's done too much. But I remember you watching the game, you saw it, and there was a competition, we got it, it's back, we got it back, we got it back. That's the idea. But to do that every time is difficult, mm. and it's messy, and it's sloppy. Mm. We uh, signed off air by talking about Billy Burns next week. Mm. And uh, you both were of the opinion that Ross Byrne will start, I presume, Burns on the bench again. International rugby is uh, cutthroat. When you factor in that decision, are you to is, it, is it Burns's psychology you're slightly worried about and he looked distraught at full time? Or is it just Burns's kicking is superior, he's a steadier pair of hands? He's certainly, I personally think Ross Byrne's the best kicker out of hand in Ireland. I think he's better than Johnny kicking out of hand. Um, I think Johnny's, don't get me wrong, Johnny Sexton's a fabulous player, but, but Ross Byrne's brilliant. The, the thing I worry about the French, uh, which I enjoy watching, they score so many long-range tries. Mm. Like ye yesterday against Italy, I, I can't remember a game where we saw so many tries where the possession originated so far out. Like they're scoring 60, 70 metre tries, 50 metre tries mm. uh, at will. And it's wonderful to watch. Like, don't get me wrong, I love it. But if you kick poorly against them, mate, they'll make, they'll make you pay and pay really, really badly. Like, okay. uh, uh, Bruce Dillon took that ball on the right side of the field, ran 60 metres left, one pass, chip, chase, regather, try. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where you've got to kick well. Plus, it was the, the crossfield kicks that Ross Byrne does to regather for his wingers are spot on. Mm. We kicked the ball in, into touch twice today doing that. Uh, Keith Earls, who I have huge respect for, didn't have his best game today. Mm. Kicked the ball out in a terrible one out in the full of his own 22. That led to a try. Yeah. You know, we, we just can't do that against France. And I, I, you know, I'd have Lama in. I just don't think Keith's in great form. I, I'd put Jordan Lama on that. Other I would have done that at the beginning. And I'd, uh, I, assuming that Johnny Sexton will be out, um, which I think we have to do. Mm. We, uh, we might be wrong on that because we don't know the medical circumstance, but let's assume he's out. Yeah. I'd start Ross and have Billy on the bench. Yeah, there's certainly a chance he's out, to say the least. Um, Sexton, best Irish performers. Like the, the other reason I think we're slightly buoyed is that there were so many individually excellent Irish performances. Yeah. And a lot of the time we come off an Ireland match saying, well, who really played that well? And yeah. a couple played out of their skins today. Yeah, uh, we've said a lot about Byrne, Tyg Byrne. We've said a lot about Robbie Henshaw. 
But Porter, Keen Healy deserve a huge amount of credit mm. for that scrum. So yeah. Robbie Henshaw was six for half the three quarters of the game in yeah. scrums. Yeah. And like he did really good as, as a wing forward. But don't underestimate what the front five did for that scrum. So yeah. whilst we're not saying Ian Henderson had a spectacular game, he had an unbelievable game to manage that scrum with our front row. Herring was really, really good. Solid throw in the line-out. Our defensive line-out was good. So yes, there was individual really positive performance, but system performance as well. So our line-out defence in terms of how people were communicating, how people were reading off tells in the line-out. So they've done their homework, they see a tell, and then they react and get a good lift and they get disruptive line-out ball, obviously uh, uh, when Wales were putting it in. So really positive there. I thought our bench was good. Gibson Park came on, looked really, really dangerous, which excites me in terms of competition in the squad. So then you go, OK, do you know what? We have options. So hopefully Conor Murray, if he's selected next week, wherever it is, he knows that he's looking over his back because Gibson Park, do you know what? He might be in with a shout, not mm -hmm. saying I'm guaranteed here. Mm -hmm. So I just think there's a huge positive around the place. Um, Ringrose was quiet. Earls was quiet, whereas usually you would expect them to do a bit more. The game just, for me, I didn't think the game went all that way for Earls. It's funny how sometimes it just happens. But Keenan seemed just so relaxed, so yeah, comfortable. He had yeah. time in the ball. He just seemed very, very comfortable. He's he seems like, like he's like a 25 fullback. caps at fullback I full was just going to say, a fullback yeah. with 50 caps yeah. is how yeah. he plays. Yeah, he was very safe. Mm. Which is what you, number one. You know, that's your 101 from a fullback. Tick that box, then let's get to the other things. But if you can't tick that box, you don't get to the other things. Mm. Probably one other thing we haven't spoken about is, you know, Peter Armani's a strong chance of being suspended. Um, you know, if, if we look at form around the world, they do get suspended in that, that case. So that, what happens then? Do you bring... Burn back to six, bring in, you know, does, is James Ryan cleared? Because he had to stay off of mm. the HIA. Does, do you keep the two second rows, Henderson and Burn together and bring in Rhys Ruddick, who probably, you know, in my opinion, deserves a shot sure, at six? Yeah. You know, there's a whole... And this is all preparing to play the best attacking, one of the best attacking yeah. international teams in the world. It's, it's, it's just they've got a tough week on their hands. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, something I wanted to ask you about as well before time gets too far ahead of us is, uh, you know, as two, two men who love rugby and have played rugby and, and the game of rugby has been very good to, I, I, you know, the last couple of uh, months I've seen, you know, you've seen the generation of Steve Thompson come out with horrible stories. And so the, the physical toll that the sport takes at the top level is being laid bare. Now, as you said on air earlier, Matt, the protocol are so much better now. So yep. you have to hope that uh, we won't be talking about future generations in the same way. Uh, that notwithstanding, just for a moment, the toll that it takes, I mean, for the second half there, I mean, the medics were putting in more kilometres than some of the players. You had James Ryan's HIA, like the Johnny Sexton, like I, the, the, the Sexton uh, head to the knee. You had uh, Henshaw heading his, his head off the ground. 
obviously, look, the Omani one we've discussed, and that was avo avoidable. But, like, the really difficult question for rugby, there's no easy answer, is what, what can you do to avoid the Sexton knock to the head or the Henshaw bang on the ground? Like, I don't think rugby are, has an easy answer to that. I don't know anyone who has an answer to that. The, the physicality these days, it's, um, it's a brutal sport. It's, it's making big asks of its players. I, I think... I agree. It's very difficult to answer. Yeah. Mm. But I think what Matt said during the game and what I've even seen from when I played, which wasn't that long ago, to what you see now, it's so much safer. Mm. Genuinely. And I'm not trying to protect rugby here or anything like that. You see, incidents happen. Incidents happen in basketball. Incidents happen in GAA. where no, you just, no, Nothing like in rugby. No. It, listen, but it's a different game. My point being is, a fella can get a knee in a GAA game just like he got there to Johnny Sexton. Yeah. There's no, we can't change rugby. Rugby is a physical game. It's always going to be physical. Mm. And we can make it safer. And I think what you're seeing with the protocols, with the, HI, uh, the HIAs, but it's also the mentality of the individual. They're not there anymore going, I'm grand, I'm grand, will you mm. leave me alone? They understand that if there's a head knock, you go through a process and a protocol, which is the right way to do Then they're evaluated, and if it's medically safe, uh, safe to play, then well and good. The one thing really encouraging about, and it's a horrible story what you brought up about Thompson and that generation or those, these stories you hear, I'm not belittling it. But that's one person. The really positive things from a players' association, there's actually a webinar this week with the RPA and other rugby players' association to educate the former rugby players on, jeepers, I see Thompson and the, the horrible situation he's in. Uh, should I be looking at my watch here because I know it's coming down the track? Or No, there's medical professionals there to explain symptoms, to explain... Uh, to, the onset of dementia in terms of what they know about it. So it's trying to educate the former players, the coaches, the medics on how this involvement has happened. There's no getting away from rugby as a physical, mm. confrontational game. And that's, to be fair, that's why I like it. And that's yeah. why I think we all enjoy it. Yes, of course, we can be safer. And unfortunately, from Peter's point of view today, the spotlight's on him. But the spotlight's on him for the improvement of the game and to make it safer. So if we can take away those knocks, and you're talking about Willie Duggan and these guys, they would have Bet you up and down the park. Like, so it's so much safer from when it was yeah. then. And then the freaking incidences, unfortunately, they do happen. Mm. But there's safety protocols to obviously manage them, I would have thought a yeah. bit. I've had this discussion with some old blokes. And every one of us says the game is much safer now than it was. Oh, 100%. You know, because, one, you've got all these cameras. You've got, you've got touch judges that are now assistant referees. Mm. You've got hundreds of eyes on you. Mate, in the old days, you had a referee. The referee watched the ball... And then you got punched, you got hit late, you got kicked. And I'm not saying that with any pride or weren't we no, tough. You know, it, what, what, what was happening past it was horrific. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't want my kids to go through it. But there, you, you especially watch junior rugby, you know, it is, there's just none of that anymore. Mm. It just doesn't happen. And it's much, much safer. And we're seeing what we saw there today. No one wants to see that. But you're going to... No one makes you go out in the field. And, and I, I've got to be careful what I say about... Those, some of those guys, Thompson and, and these other guys. You know, you, you're a grown man. These blokes aren't kids. They're grown men. And you make a decision to go on that field. And if you're saying, look, my shoulder's bad, I can't play anymore. That's a valid decision. I've got a bad knee. You're getting a number of concussions. It's up to you to say, listen, I've got five or six concussions. I'm not playing anymore. Mm. Now, if you keep playing and you say, well, I've got 26 concussions, well, you know, like... The game won't let you do that anymore, but yeah. the individual guy has to take, or woman, has to take responsibility for themselves as well. There's a few other issues that, that legally I don't want to get into, but we also know that a lot of the people 
I'll change that. The three guys I played with who have mental issues after the game all had problems with substance abuse and alcohol. There's a whole lot of other ramifications that you do with your life post-game that tell you about your mental uh, health in later life. I've got a father-in-law that's got dementia and I can tell you, he, he spoke three languages, he was a brilliant, brilliant academic and he never went anywhere near a rugby field. So it, it, is, it is not... There, there, there is reason to be concerned and we have to take care. Yeah. But we can't just say because people are coming out and saying this, that is the reason. This has got to go through a whole process. And, and I, I don't want to offend rugby and I agree with Jenna. I worry about myself, you know. And I went to a doctor and he said, do you smoke? I said, no. So you got blood pressure? No. He said, what happened? So I played rugby, got, got concussion. He said, well, you know, mate. He, said, you, he actually said to me, he said, you're, you're only low risk. He said, because you're not doing these other five, six things. So we, we don't want to get it out of proportion, but we do want to protect the player. Mm. So it's, it's a balance, mate. You know, like it, it's, yeah, not, and, it's, and, not, and, it's not throwing it and, away. And to make a point in response, and we'll, we'll pick this up again, I'm sure, uh, the likes of an Alex Popham or a Steve Thompson, I mean, there's nothing to suggest, and we're not saying that, that um, it was anything but rugby. I think, you know, that it, it's fair to say that this vantage point... Alex Popham, for instance, didn't suffer a load of concussions. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just the, the, the punishment of rugby seemed to accumulate according to his uh, solicitor, and that's, that's what's really worrying for rugby, if it's a, an accumulation of punishment. And that, that question mark is there over rugby at the moment. That's the scary thing, because I don't see that punishment going away <laughs> for any generation anytime soon. And, and that's, that's the question mark hanging over rugby at the moment. And there's no doubt it jumps to mind after a match like that today. You know, it's, it's a brutally tough match. And there's no getting away from it. No, Joe, I do agree in terms of, like, there, and I don't know enough about the various cases. Yes, so it's, I think we should emphasize we're exactly, not medical experts. But exactly, but the generalisation is it's a horrible thing to hear. Hmm. And you've, you've heard it in American football and you've... Now, I know they're different, but the overriding principle of a former professional going through these issues, it's just a horrible thing to hear. But I do believe we are in a process of improving. Like I said, we're so much better than we were in the 70s or whenever it was. To yeah. And we will continue to improve. So I think that would give us some reassurance. But we're never going to get away from it fully, I would have thought. Mm. And, and the other part is this, this accumulation. It's, it's different to training. The old days, it was, training, yes. training was... It's a good point. World War Three. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and you, you know, you, you don't get... That, that was the problem with American football. It was the accumulation mm. of these other areas. Yeah. But, but Joe, this is coming to every sport. Like, the heading of a ball in football... Yes. You know, um, cricket is facing it with being struck by, by a, a ball. You know, uh, uh, the basketball is being fouled as they're going into the... And, and their legs being taken away and their head's hitting mm. the, the area. You know, so it's... it's and, you, and, mate, I'm, I'm very serious with this because I'm a surfer. You know, there's a lot of kids on skateboards in Australia. I can tell you there is so many head injuries from skateboards and bikes. Mm. So, so we, it's not dismissing the areas in rugby, but I think it's generally, as a population, we're much more aware of head trauma. Mm. And that's a healthy thing mm. because, you know, uh, my, my own children, you know, you, you, you were worried about them doing these things. When we used to play cricket, we'd go out with a, like a cloth hat. You see a kid go out to cricket now, mate, he's, he, he looks like a turtle, he's got that many pads on. And that's, that's a good thing mm. pr to protect them. But I, I, I do think also, there's a group of people, and I'm one of them, I, I, I don't regret playing, you know, I played 15 years after I got out of school. I miss it every day. 
Sure. And some people just love doing it. Now, but you have to be protected from yourselves, which our generation, probably generation up to Geno, weren't. Mm. You, you weren't protected from yourself. And that's what the game is doing now. At a certain point, they say, listen, mate, yeah. you cannot go forward. So, to try and put a full stop on this opening weekend, we had the French looking very good in Rome, very efficient. Sensational. You know, yeah, just efficient and, and made light work of the Italians. We had the Scots bringing the surprise at Twickenham, 11 points to six against England. Uh, they have uh, Wales at home mm. next weekend. Mm. And then we have Ireland, opening round defeat away from home. Not disastrous, but we've got France and England coming to Dublin. So, uh, where are we? in this tournament. England, England being beaten yesterday makes me feel a bit better about life in terms of how we're headed towards March 20th. I wouldn't want to be playing England next week. Sure. Well, that, that could be a massacre. For I'd, be quite happy. Yeah, I'd yeah. be quite happy to not play England next week. But if Ireland beat France, and look, the, the, the arrogance of us, they're laughing, you know, after a defeat in Cardiff. But if Ireland beat France yep. uh, next week, then suddenly there's a degree of, OK, one defeat for everyone yes, again. Yes, for sure. And they're capable of beating France. There's no, France are an excellent side. Uh, and if you're looking at it, it's advantage France. France will be famous. But Ireland, depending who comes out of this injury... Yeah. James Ryan, Johnny yeah. Sexton, yeah. etc. There's a lot we don't know. Yeah. But they're, they're capable. The Scots... Yeah. It's the Scot can the Scots regroup emotionally after that high? Because mm. you don't just regroup after a defeat. You're, they were as high as quite, and so they should be. It was an incredible win, a great mm. performance. Can they then compound that by booting Wales? Do Wales come out of this the undefeated team after two rounds? So it's what makes the championship mm. so wonderful. You but, know, we've only had one if, game we don't know. If Ireland lose next week, then suddenly it's into it's consolation territory, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, losing today, and that's why we're trying to say, there were so many good things about today, but the result was very bad. Yeah. There's, no, there's no other way to say it. You know, it, it's, it, there were so many positives, but the result was bad. Two losses in the first two rounds, you're, you're shot. Yeah. But result notwithstanding, you're a bit happier today talking about that Irish performance as opposed to ones we've seen across 2020. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. Definitely, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And I know I'm not trying to be the eternal optimist and have a positive spin on everything. Even if... And we don't know. We're, we're talking about next week and literally an hour after a yes, bruising, yes. brilliant game. But even if it doesn't go our way against France next week and there's, an, there's a progression and there's an improvement and it's close or whatever it might be, I think that's what we want to see and that's what we want to get behind. And I believe we can do that. I genuinely think we can beat France. Like, we saw... Who, who said Scotland was going to beat England? Yeah. In Twickenham. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's not be resigned to the fact that France are great because they duffed up Italy. Italy are pretty poor. Yeah. So I genuinely think we have as good a chance as any next week to put in a huge performance and beat them. But... You look at the alternative, just like when you sit at the top of the show today, man, if Johnny Sexton goes after 10 minutes, when you put a slant in it, you go, oh, this could be horrible. Yeah. Mm. But it, the other side of it is it mightn't be. I'm the media. Be. It's my job to be negative. You yeah. certainly yeah. is, and you're doing a good job of it. It's my job to worry. <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, final word on France. I mean, you think uh, Paris uh, last October, we were here with Rob Carney in studio. Yep. Much better company than, <laughs> than others, uh, Rob. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> He's dodging bushfires in Western Australia at Is the moment. Yeah. Uh, if you remember that game, first uh, 25, maybe the first half, really, Ireland pretty much on top in that first 40 and actually didn't make their dominance uh, pay. So actually, you know, they, 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 when they go back and look at that tape, they, they shouldn't be totally overawed by this young, brilliant French team either. No, I, I think the, the, the beautiful thing about France, and why it's great for rugby, like the whole game, mm. is they just have individuals that are doing some brilliant things. Yeah, and... and that is just so uplifting and so joyous to watch. Yeah. But, but they can, they're only a young team and they've got failure in them. Like they lost to Scotland last year in a game they shouldn't have lost. So red card in that 
game as well. But that was for a punch, you know, which was just ludicrous, ludicrous red card. So they're not the finished article. France aren't the finished article. But I thought England were going to go through, you know, I thought yeah. England were going to win yesterday easily. So it, it's what makes the championship great again. It's this unknown. Mm. It's an unknown. But, but France are not unbeatable. Ireland are capable. But there's a lot, of, a lot of X's in the middle that we don't know about just yet. Yeah, OK. Well, gents, my thanks to you both. Exciting opening weekend. Uh, much to play for in uh, week two. It kicks off half past one. Half past one. Join us half past one uh, for England against Italy. That will be followed by Scotland hosting Wales. And then following day, join us from two o'clock. So two o'clock is when you want to tune in. All the build-up to Ireland-France on Virgin Media 1 and on the Virgin Media Player. We'll talk to you then. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.